When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We're up again, aren't we? Yeah, we're God, up. why do you do that every time now? Hey, thanks for bringing a nice lunch today. Yeah, you just start cackling now. That's how I know we're... <laughs> Because I, I, it just, yeah, you like, it's a little company called, um, La Pan Quotidian. They're everywhere. Well, they're like East Coast and stuff. You said a dirty word. La Pan Quotidian? What's bad? Quotidian? What? What's that mean? Quotidian? I'm being incredibly immature. What's Quotidian a dirty word about, about? Do you know, Jake? Boobs? It means boobs? Quote, what? <laughs> I just, I'm being very immature. That's all. I'm just going to well, eat. When did quotidian start meaning? Oh, t- oh, oh, Janice. Oh, my God. My God, did you just, did you just fall off the turnip truck? I can't even dignify that with an answer. I mean, really? I know. It was incredibly immature. I would, I take complete responsibility. I just, it, I heard it and it just, I it had a little giggle and I probably should have just kept it to myself. But too late now. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> I love that we now have this rule that no matter how bad it is, we don't take it out of the show. I know. I know. What are we doing? We have to you know, we could everybody's... edit things and make ourselves look smart and prepared. Okay, I'll, <clears throat> I'll edit this then. You won't. I know you won't. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> All righty. Well, are you ready to do a I, show? Oh, I've, you been, wanna just... I've been ready, but I've just got immature for a while. <clears throat> I noticed. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, I, my God, there are, I thought this would be a fun segment to do because I have heard every pregnancy rumor <laughs> swirling around about myself. That you're pregnant? I'm pregnant. I, I mean, you name it. I, you know, under the sun, Bob called me and he goes girl, are you pregnant? And I was like, do I look fat? And he goes, no, I was on the carpet last night and somebody said, is Jillian pregnant? I mean, I've, I've been shooting that. I don't know what everybody missed about the fact that I can't get pregnant. What did we miss about that ages ago when I got ripped about uh, uh, supposedly, supposedly saying pregnancy ruins a body when I said that I could not handle oh. Yeah, yeah. My body could not handle it. Well, and I thought I... Anyway, no, I'm not pregnant, for God's sake. But uh, all this stuff has been sort of these stupid rumors have been swirling around. But it made me, because I do have several friends who are pregnant right now, um, it made me think that it was time to maybe do a little pregnancy. I thought maybe this is what God's telling me, do a segment on pregnancy fitness. Yeah. Huh? And, of course, a very, very close friend of mine, um, I have to I have to give her mad props. Her name's Andrea Orbeck. Uh, and I'm pretty sure she's got a website called andreaorbeck.com. She is the, in the same way that like doctors refer out to other experts, like the, they'll tell you, oh, you have a thyroid condition. Let me send you to an endocrinologist. They know the broad strokes. With pregnancy fitness, I of course know the broad strokes, but I have to say, if you're looking for resources, real resources, uh, or pregnancy DVD, fitness DVD, or, um, you know, there's a specific condition. My friend also knows like all the, 
all the ins and outs of posture and how to manipulate your posture so your your birth is easier and this little gadget called the belly bandit which she puts on all of her celebrity clients right after they deliver which tightens up the, I don't know I'm going to have her on later I want to I want to wait uh until her actual DVD is out. I think it comes out in four weeks, so I'll have her on maybe next month. She's fantastic. But um, I just I have to give her mad props because she really, you know, she's dedicated her life to... We've yeah. got to fix this microphone. Makes me sound like I'm 100 years old here. Anyway, moving on. Um, she's really dedicated her life to specializing in pregnancy fitness. So uh, I am going to take you through the obvious. Now, I want to say this. You are not eating for two. I don't even know where that, where, whoever started that is not doing you any favors. Okay. Because first of all, um, have you ever seen the, like my friends who are pregnant, they get these baby center alerts and it'll say like, alert, your baby is the size of a grape today. And I always, it's always about fruit. So it's like, first it's a poppy seed and then it's a sesame seed and then it's like a lentil and then it's a kidney bean and... No, no. Then it's a garbanzo. I've seen all my friends. I have a lot of friends who are pregnant. Then, you know, you get to a fig and then you're a lime. Anyway, the bottom line is, I don't know about you, but the last time I checked, a garbanzo bean is not the size of a fully formed human being. You're not eating for two. You're not. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card. No. Oh, no, but it's not. Because then you're going to have... Here's here's the problem. The more weight you gain during pregnancy, it can cause issues with delivering uh, and issues with recovering. So it's not a get out of jail free card. You will pay for making poor nutrition choices when you're pregnant. You will pay personally and it can affect the health of your child. So let's start out by saying you need 81,000 bonus calories to make a baby. That's how many calories it takes to make a baby. 81,000. Isn't that cool? 81,000. 81, now that breaks down to around... 300 extra calories a day, okay? So in the first trimester, they sort of suggest that it's 265 calories extra a day. And then in the second and third, it's like 360 extra a day. But roughly, you're looking at 81,000 to 84,000 calories a day. And uh, it breaks down to roughly 300 or so extra calories a day. Now, this could mean anywhere from 1,900 total calorie intake or to, to 2,500 totally total calorie intake based on your active metabolic rate. So my point is this. If Jillian Michaels, I'm using myself as an example, I'm not pregnant. Mm-hmm. If Jillian Michaels was burning 1,700 calories a day, and this could be with my exercise, it could be my, uh, you know, I, I did a half hour of cardio that day, and I ran around a little bit, and my, you know, my base metabolic rate, which means, the amount of calories my body needs to burn in order to continue to function, my cells to reproduce, to breathe, all of this stuff to digest my food, my hair to grow, uh, plus my exercise and my daily activity. If it was 1,700, I would eat 2,000 calories a day. That would be my number. Right. Now, um, again, you, I really love, uh, there's a device that we have coming out um, it's called the Weight Loss Navigator and it's sort of uh, an improved version of the body bug, but you wear it and it tells you how many calories you burn, even when you're sleeping. You wear it and it's like, okay, great. You've burned all these calories today and it gives you an idea. You can also just go on freaking Google and Google your active metabolic rate. And then you can, you can add on your exercise. So if you know, and I have formulas for this in my book as well. You know, it's if you don't want to buy the device, which is just a tremendous luxury, you can figure it out by going on Google and getting your little calculator and then adding in your exercise. So... Figure out that number. What are you burning in a day with exercise and then add your exercise on? But you're still, you know, if you're going to the gym, you, you can roughly guesstimate. Uh, you can punch in your information into the cardio machine. But again, if you're doing weights or a class, you're really going to benefit from a device that says you've burned X amount of calories. So consider it if you have the extra cash. It's just very helpful. The reality is 300 bonus calories a day. Okay, that's, that's the food intake. Now, um, when it comes to the fitness part, There are some general rules. So you clearly don't want to get overheated. Make sure that you're not going outside and working out when it's hot out. Make sure that you're not allowing yourself to go into, for God's sakes, don't go into a hot yoga class. Make sure classes you take are air conditioned. Make sure that if you're starting to feel your body get overheated, that you take a break and you step out. Um, 
they will tell you uh, there was a general rule years ago that would say not to get your heart rate over 140 beats a minute. But now because people have varying levels of fitness, they've changed that regulation and they're saying that the talk test is key. So if you're a person who's tremendously fit and you were a marathon runner or even just a, you know, a, a person who rec- exercised regularly and you can go to 160 beats a minute and still have a conversation with me, then that's okay. So the talk test is if you can't work out and carry on a conversation because you're too winded, dial back the intensity. Oh, really? That's what, okay. That's that's sort of your guideline is mm-hmm. dial back the intensity. Now, because you have a hormone called relaxin that is released in the body while you're pregnant that allows your sort of everything to soften and, and literally relax so that you can deliver this baby, you're more prone to getting hurt. So this is not a time for you to be throwing around heavy weights. Okay. You don't want to be throwing around heavy weights. You don't want to be doing any kind of crazy intense yoga poses. Yoga is prenatal yoga is fantastic, but this is not at the time for you to try to wrap your foot around the top of your head because you're, you're hypermobile. You can get injured. So you want to make sure that you're doing um, responsible exercise. Mm-hmm. Body weight training is great. Light weights are great, but don't be, you know, don't be hoisting around 25 pound chest press, you know, 25 pound dumbbells for a chest press. It's not the time to be throwing around heavy weights. It's not the time for a kettlebell workout. If you follow my drift on this, um, a lot of prenatal classes are a great thing to attend. Prenatal Pilates, prenatal yoga. I highly recommend it. Um, if you're going to be buying DVDs, don't buy mine. Now is not the time. Right. Yeah, it's right. just not the time because you want to minimize impact. And there are doctors that say you can run and there are doctors that say you can't run. They say you can't shake the baby loose. I just like to say, you know, for me personally, I always say I tell my pregnant women or the pregnant women I've worked with or my friends who I've helped. Why? Why have the impact? There are a million things you can do without impact. Incline walk. Do yeah. stairs. I mean, go on a, if you if you go on an incline walk, you'll burn just as many calories as you will on a jog, if not more. And you're going to be sculpting your your butt, your hamstrings, your calves. So, incline walk, do the stairs. I mean, swim, take a spin class. As long as you don't get overheated, it's just a matter of you know. I I personally am against the impact. I just I know a lot of pregnant women who jog. There was a woman apparently who just ran a marathon. Uh, oh, and then she gave birth. And then gave like- birth. Here's my thing with, with you on that, too. I know a yeah. lot of kind of women that are like, I will not, you know, I was squatting 200 pounds the day that I delivered. Why? Like, you don't you don't need <laughs> to be, you know, what yeah. is your motive here? You don't yeah. need to be a hero. Like, I got a lot of friends that, that do this kind of stuff. And, you know, I get it. But it's like, you know, I can do anything. I'm every, But why? Don't do that. Really don't. I mean, it's just there. There are behaviors that you engage in where you're you're really running a risk, and you might find yourself ending up on bed rest. So when it let's go back to the weight gain thing for a second here, because they'll say, all right, you know, if you were started out underweight, you want to gain like forty to forty five pounds. If you started out at a healthy weight, you know, you want to gain twenty five to thirty pounds. If you if you started out overweight, you want to gain around fifteen pounds. The reality is that if you this is not a time for a diet as well. Let me be very clear because you don't want to deprive the baby of nutrients. It needs those nutrients to develop appropriately. You don't want to overeat because of the reasons we mentioned. It can cause problems uh, during labor. It can cause problems getting your body back in shape. So really, you you want to find that nice right balance, which is the 300 calories a day. But the extreme fitness, now is not a time for that. And then after uh, 20 weeks of pregnancy, don't lay on your back. Just because you've got that main artery that that uh, that runs down towards the uterus, so you don't want to cut off the blood flow. They say not to lay on your back. The same thing when you're laying in bed. So, like if you're doing any kind of um, exercise where you're laying on the floor and doing leg raises, or you're you know you're doing, I just could think of a million exercises where you might find yourself on your back. Don't do that, and just be smart about it. And of course, again, back to the number one caveat: consult your doctor, but don't give up on fitness. It's really, really important because it's going to help your body bounce back and it's likely going to make your delivery a lot easier. And then moms, also please keep this in mind. Did you know that they've been doing studies uh, that suggest the foods you eat while you're pregnant with your child, they're going to crave? They're going to develop a taste for. I could believe that. And the theory um, is that the, the aroma of the food ends up in the amniotic fluid. So the child, I guess, develops a familiarity for it. 
And then I've, I've talked to friends about this and they say, you know, with my first kid, I ate apples through my whole pregnancy and my son loves that. So if you're eating garbage food right off the bat, they're going to have uh, a predisposed desire for it. But if you're if you're eating vegetables and fruits and healthy food, there's a good chance that your kid might actually like the taste of a carrot, which is really going to get you off to don't make that face, Jake. <laughs> See, we know what his mother ate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Um, it really helps. And uh, a lot of the nutrients and the foods that you take in when you're pregnant can do wonders for your baby's immunity, for their brain development. It's fascinating. So read up on that because they'll tell you things like oatmeal, blueberries, pumpkin are great for their cognitive function um, that help them build up their immunity for when they're born. It's really fascinating stuff. So, of course, it's taking it a bit to the next level. But I would suggest really looking into it. And last but not least, be real, real careful. I mean, I understand the concept of cravings. I really do. I, I get it. But I've done, even when I was writing Master Metabolism, I'm thinking that my next book, when I've been thinking about what to write, I was thinking about a book of what every mother needs to know. Because I understand that you might get your cravings for Taco Bell, but you have to understand that everything you're taking in right now can have a dramatic impact on the health of your baby later in life. They're now starting to show links to pesticides and autism. Uh, I mean, that's why, you know, even toenail polish like we did a segment on the doctors the other day about how phthalates a chemical called phthalates which is in plastics your your vinyl shower curtain can leach phthalates right through fumes because you've ever smelled a shower curtain right it stinks well you're breathing that in and now they're suggesting that phthalates can reduce genital size in baby boys it's crazy. So keep it clean and use your common sense. And I know that you might get these cravings, but I'm going to ask you, like, don't go to Taco Bell, man. That's just, there's so much garbage and preservatives and junk and crapola in that food. Make it at home. Make a healthier version at home because I, I guarantee you that it is having an impact on your health and the health of your baby. My sister gave natural birth to a 12-pound baby. <gasps> she holds the hospital record. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. But you know what? But she, but she was Whoa. at her, her healthiest. Oh, God. When she was pregnant, had four children. It was her healthiest when she was pregnant. Just just a, 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 a glowing aura of health. You know, it's amazing. And these four kids are healthy, big, strep. Well, they're... But was she hyper conscious of being super clean when she was pregnant, like eating clean and she just ate good living and, and, clean. And, and, and lived clean, lived yeah, very clean, you know, just and 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 worked in the garden and did healthy things, yeah, 12 pounds. Oh my gosh, she mm. deserves a medal. Oh my god, Woo! and the last thing is, you yeah. know, you said that what? that your DVD don't get your DVDs, not when you're pregnant, no, but why don't you wear one of those um uh things and do a DVD? The what you things? know the fake the prosthetic you yeah. know and call it look at my belly look look call you want me to call it look at my belly yeah and do some okay oh, you think you think that the mommy bloggers won't bash <laughs> the crap Terry from limb to li- look at my belly yeah because I I don't have enough problems thanks Janice let's create a PR nightmare. That's a great plan. Oh dear God! You know I will say that there is something my friend um my friend Andrea. Uh, was going to do a segment. I'm trying to get her on the doctors to do this segment. There's something called an empathy suit. And you put it on and it's like being pregnant. And she was going to put me and Travis through, uh, Dr. Travis, through a workout in these empathy suits so we can feel what it's like. I think that's a great I think, idea. I think it's actually super cool. I, I, hope they, I hope they do it. I hope they take the bait on it because I think it's a cool idea. Very good idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break and Fine. Then we'll come back. Fine. Okay. Yep. Okay, we have Melissa is waiting to talk to you. Awesome. Melissa, hey. Hi. What's going on? I'm not too much. I'm thrilled to be talking to you. Oh, well, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> well, my question was that 
Um, I really love working out. I'm actually a member of your online program, and I really like the high-intensity workouts, but sometimes I have trouble. I feel like I'm eating all day long to make up for the calories I've burned because I'm not trying to lose weight right now. Okay. So I'm not sure. I feel like sometimes at the end of the day, I have all these calories I need to make up for. Look at the. I'm like, this is a problem. Why? (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. I want to reach through the mic and just smack you. So jealous. Um, Fair enough. You know what? There are people like you in this world. I am so terribly envious. Uh, My best friend is like Vanessa. She cannot... It's unbelievable. We go to dinner and I order her like 18 things because she just cannot keep weight on. She's got a very fast metabolism. Wow. I know. It pisses me off. <laughs> uh, Heidi's the same way. I have, like, I have several friends that are like this. Heidi, same way. Can't keep weight on. It's unbelievable. So, you know, w- with that said, um, uh, and one of the things that I will tell them is I, you know, I don't have them doing duration cardio. I can tell you that. So uh, hopefully you're not going for like an eight mile run. Uh, not all the time, but some, I mean, maybe like once every couple weeks or something. I, I mean, I would really focus on more metabolic types of training like CrossFit, kettlebells, okay. uh, you know, things that are going to help you build muscle as opposed to, you know, just like endurance cardio, which just really breaks you down. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, what I do tell, and I guess this is not what you want to hear, but what I what I tell people like you is you guys are the type that need to eat every two hours. So... You know, back in the day, there was a a myth that started about, oh, you know, you want to lose weight. Eat small meals throughout the day because it boosts your metabolism. I don't know who came up with that. That is the <laughs> biggest crock of crap. In fact, um, I worked with uh, a woman who I believe to be one of the best registered dietitians in the business. Her name's Dr. Natalie Chevro, and I worked with her on my fat burners, right? When we were putting together this formula and I was there to consult with the doctors and what have you. And she was talking to me about various enzymes in the body which can lock fat cells. And to make a very long story short, if you snack throughout the day, essentially you're constantly releasing this enzyme to lock fat cells. But if you think about it, it makes sense because you're constantly having an intake of calories, which equals blood sugar, for the most part, and then your body has to constantly digest that sugar and it's never going to go into your energy stores. So snacking throughout the day, bad for weight loss. Snacking throughout the day to keep body weight on, great. And this was something that bodybuilders had come up with years ago. This is originally where this began, and they would eat throughout the day because they needed to get five, 6,000 calories in. And, you know, they couldn't just sit there and wolf it down in three meals. So for somebody who's trying to gain weight, it's the exact reverse of everything you do with weight loss. So it's snacking throughout the day, which I know you're thinking to yourself, I'd rather be dead. And I know for you guys, it's <laughs> which is amazing because for an ex-fat girl, it sounds like heaven to me. Oh, damn it, I have to eat again. Oh, poor me. I mean, but I, I don't know why. I guess for your kind, it feels like a burden. Um, so I get that. But, but that is one strategy that really helps is like every two hours eating. Uh, now, with weight loss, you want to eat things that are nutrient-dense but low in calories. An example of that might be, you know, obviously vegetables. They're high in nutrients, but they're low in calories. When it comes to weight gain, you want things that are nutrient-dense and calorie-dense. So now you're talking about nuts, seeds, uh, fatty foods like avocado, olive oil, coconut oil, um, very, very healthy foods, but very high in calories. So... You're not taking up, you know, you could eat a quarter cup of nuts and it would have more calories than, you know, eight friggin' bowls of, of uh, spinach, for example. So, I mean, I, I'm doing the math off the top of my head, but for the most part, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right on with, with that math. So, depending upon the food choices you make, you really want to focus on healthy fats. And someone like you can have, you know, instead of having white meat chicken, have dark meat chicken. Dark meat chicken actually has a ton of nutrients. The reason people stay away from it is just simply because it's higher in calories. Uh, You know, have the salmon instead of the swordfish. It's lower in mercury anyway, but it's got a fattier content. So, uh, fattier content? It's got more fat in it. (laughs) Sometimes I must sound like such an idiot. Uh, Obviously, it's got more calories because it's got more fat. Now, it's got healthy fat. It's got omega-3s. So... 
You want to focus on getting more healthy fats in your diet, eat more often, do more ballistic explosive strength training like CrossFit and kettlebells, stay away from endurance cardio like long distance running. No, no, no. Big mistake. (laughs) And that really should help you. And another thing you can do is like get, you know, get some supplements in there like a whey protein shake. Um, carry carry nuts around with you so you can just you constantly have it with you. You can just graze throughout the day. Think the exact opposite of everything I've ever said. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> other than other than eating clean, no chemicals, please. No trans fats. Absolutely. I, I've been staying away from that stuff for the last couple of years. Ever since I got into like I read your book and I just cleaned up my diet and I feel it really helped me to start. On my, like, fitness and health and all that stuff. Oh, excellent. Well, that makes my day. So thank you, sweetheart. (laughs) Thank you. All right, you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Okay, bye. Bye. What a, and then at the end of the day, I've got all these calories left to eat. I'm like this, bitch. <laughs> oh, my heart's bleeding oh. for you, kid. Oh, she's so I'm like, sweet. come here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I helped out with that call a lot. Yeah. Oh, dear. <sighs> yep. Now what? Now I think we can fit one more call. All right, I'm ready. All right, hang on. Yep. Moving forward, using all my breath. Making love to you was never second best I saw the world crashing all around your face Never really knowing it was always mesh and lace Okay, we are back and Samantha is waiting for you. Awesome. Samantha, what's going on? Hi, Jillian. Hi, buddy. Um, so I recently moved and no longer belong to a gym, and I lost my support system, so this got me thinking. I've been waiting years to do the things I've always said I'd do when I got skinny, mm. but my question is, is there a point when you just give up and say, since that isn't going to happen, I just have to settle for who I am now, and that this is what I look like? Hmm. Okay, wow, a lot of things I want to go after in that statement. Number one, this isn't going to happen? Did you just say that? Well, I've been trying for six years to get my weight where it should be, and it hasn't happened. So? (laughs) What are you saying? Well, I'm saying that if it hasn't happened now, why should I believe that it's going to happen anytime soon? Well, I'll tell you this. It's a... It's a choice. I mean, the power is in your hands. If you made a different choice tomorrow, there would be a different outcome. So, I mean, what what's it going to... Trying... I don't understand that word. I hate that word. I tried. I mean, all that means is that you've planned on failing. I, I've said it over and over and over. I tried. Oh, good. So you planned on failing. Excellent. You do it or you don't do it. You choose or you don't choose. You eat less and you go for a walk or you don't. And it it is that simple. I'm not telling you, again, there's a huge distinction between the words simple and easy. Weight loss is simple. It's math. That's it. Is it easy? No. That's when we start getting into the why you're not making a healthier choice. And that can be a real pain in the ass. But when you tell me, like, that's not going to happen, well, then you've just made that choice, haven't you? So it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, b- beyond that, I mean, I, I can answer your question of like putting off life. What do you think the answer to that one is? Should you put off your life until you're skinny? What's the answer? No. 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 Yeah, but obviously people put things off until they're skinny for a reason. No, they don't. They put things off until they're skinny because they're insecure and they're afraid of being vulnerable and they're afraid of failing. So they have this giant excuse to avoid engaging in their life. There is no real reason. There's no valid reason. There's no reason of merit. Okay. So it's, you know, it's a choice. It really is. And and I'm not, like I said, I'm not telling you it's an easy choice, but... 
If you wanted to go into the world and embrace a new job, a new relationship, a new attitude, you could do that. You'd have to be aware of all the negative patterns come from so that you could recognize them when they come up and behave differently, react to them differently, choose differently when they present themselves. You'd have to be informed with all of the knowledge that goes along with weight loss and any other goal you're attempting to pursue so that when you have to make a choice, you make an informed, educated one that yields results so you don't get discouraged and you stay motivated. Awareness, information, education, all critical tools that you need to be successful in a goal. But, you know, right? I'm not hearing somebody who's committed to change in, in you at all. Well, I personally feel that I'm trying to change everything to live healthier. How so? Well, I watch what I eat. I try and fit in as much exercise as I can, um, just making healthy choices throughout the day. If you're telling me that and then you're telling me that you're never going to be fit, there's a huge disconnect there. That doesn't make any sense. You're telling me that you're eating healthier, you're mindful of what you're eating and you're exercising, but that you're never going to be fit. So where's the disconnect? What are you not telling me? What's between these two lines? Well, I guess my eating counteracts any benefits that exercising does. Okay. So so your emotional eating? Uh, yeah. All right. I can't well, figure out what, why, though. Okay, but honey... Okay, so now we know the problem. We know that you know how to exercise, correct? Yes. And we know that you're willing to do that, correct? Yes. All right, so that's off the table. You understand the concept of calories in, calories out, correct? Yes. All right, so that's off the table. So you do have the knowledge to lose weight. You have a roadblock. You have emotional demons that cause you to lean on food as a crutch and a coping mechanism. If you can contend with that issue, then you can achieve your fitness, wellness, weight loss goals. Agree? Okay, yeah. It's fact. You're ruling out this. You're ruling out that. We're left with this issue. This is what's sabotaging you. It is what it is. So what steps have you taken to deal with that? Um... I've tried to figure out what's behind my eating. How have you tried to do that? Um, talking, talking to people. Who? And, Who? Um, people at school and... Like friends? Um, I've done friends. I did a counselor. Um, a a therapist. Did, you did a therapist? Yeah. How long? Um, very short. Oh, okay. And why did you quit? Because um, they weren't understanding. Everyone just said, you, you're skinny, like, stop worrying about these issues. And A counselor like, said that did. to you? Yeah. They said, um, well, one said that my issue with thinking that exercise can um, fix my weight problems is a problem. That's a bad way of thinking. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that even means. I don't know if she's talking about internally or, or externally or what she's talking about. Uh, I, don't know. I just thought that there was a big disconnect and they weren't getting me. Okay, and that's possible, in which case, you, you know, then you should continue looking for somebody who is going to get you. And you should continue to sort of get to the bottom of why you're turning to food. But on top of that, you know... Uh, <laughs> That's important for you to understand what is triggering you to eat, okay? But at the same time, on a behavioral level, you need to have a game plan in place when you feel emotional or you feel like you, you need to turn to food. You have a plan where it's like, okay, I've removed all the food from the house, so it's not there for you to turn to. Because getting out of bed at 2 in the morning in your pajamas and driving to 7-Eleven with zit cream on you know, in your Mickey Mouse flip-flop or, you know, uh, friggin' slippers and stuff. It's not a good look. Like, we're much less inclined to go do that. Whereas if you have a bag of chips or cookies in the house, 
you know, you're going to put that down. You can't eat what's not there. So start setting yourself up for success. You know, when you hit the fridge, am I hungry? No. What is going on with me right now? Start journaling. Am I stressed? Am I scared? Am I anxious? What's happening? Why am I feeling this way? Okay. I don't have the food here, so I can't get into trouble. I have other things. Air popped popcorn. Um, I can have a, a bag of of, of pop chips that are 100 calories. You have 200 calorie bags of pop chips in the house and no more. You have your go-to snacks so that when you do lose control, you're snacking on something that is significantly better for you and way lower in calories. You have a game plan. You have a friend that you call. You you go for a walk. You you take up a hobby that you can turn to to preoccupy yourself. You have ways of nurturing yourself and comforting yourself that aren't food related. From um, message boards on an on, on an online community, people that you can reach out to. To uh, you know, for me, it's like. If I can, I go for a motorcycle ride or I'll go see my horse or I'll walk on the beach or I have things that I do that I turn to to help manage these feelings and I control my environment and I look at these issues when they come up. So part of it is going to be doing that that deeper stuff of looking at why am I turning to food? What is this presenting for me? But at the same time, you need to get proactive and you need to start implementing recovery plans, behaviors that you turn to. When you're turning to food and you got to be mindful of it, you can't just start mindlessly putting a bag of chips away while you're standing over the kitchen sink. You need to stop and say, what am I doing? Develop a pattern. Am I hungry? What's going on right now? Emotionally, if I'm not hungry, you know, when is the last time I ate? Okay, what am I going to turn to? And then make sure that food's not there. But you got to get more proactive. You, you can't say things like, I'm never going to get thin. That is a, that's a dangerous, dangerous attitude to take because it becomes real. What you think you believe. And when you believe it, you behave like it. And when you behave like it, you're screwed because the things you do create your reality. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the things that you listed off, like journaling and not keeping food in the house, bad food in the house. Mm -hmm. Like what I journal, well, when I go for food, I try and journal, but the only thing that I can get out of it is just there's a strong desire for this food, and I don't keep bad food in the house, but when the urge is that strong, I'll drive to the grocery store and pick something up. Right. Okay, down. that's, you know what, but then here's the thing. Okay, the strong desire for food. Then you go deeper. What does the food represent to you? It represents comfort. It represents company. It represents love. Okay, so, you know, where where have I felt like I wasn't getting this in my life? How am I going to find this now? Where am I going to find comfort in ways that are not food related? And it could be a buddy online that gets you. It could be walking a dog that gets you. It could be, you know, something that you love. But it's need, honey. You're comforting yourself with this. That's the truth. It's something that you can control. It's something that you can comfort yourself with. And right now, you need to start looking for ways that are life-affirming to comfort and nurture yourself that are not food-related. You have a desire for food, and that desire is, is representative of a deeper hunger. And you need to think of other ways that you can fill it and start being proactive that way and start looking for support right now. What I will do is I'll get your information, and I'll give you a membership to JillianMichaels.com. You get your ass on those message boards let me tell you, the people on my site, they are supportive. They're lovely. They've, most of them have lost the weight and just stay on there because they're, you know, they're engaged in helping other people. Because it's a supportive environment. But you need to start building a support group and you need to start being proactive. Stop thinking like a victim and come up with ways that you're going to care for yourself that are life affirming. And right now you don't value yourself. You don't value yourself at all. And I can't make you. You you have to choose that. You have to choose. Well, I understand about valuing yourself and not putting off life, but how are you supposed to go into things like like going to the beach and taking your cover up off in front of your friends when you're embarrassed about the way you look? That's you. I've taken contestants to from the biggest loser surfing. And they had the time of their life. Go, text, you know what? Go on Twitter and ask Tara Costa how much from season 
seven, how much she liked surfing with me in Malibu. Okay? She was fat at the time. Fat. All right? Had the best time. Loves it. Okay? I took them all. All of them. Sione, Felipe, even the ones that were a-holes. Took them with me, too. Couldn't stand those two. Couldn't stand them. Oh, my God. They gave me hell, those two contestants. Mother of God. I still took them. Mike Morelli, Helen. Took them all to the beach. Ask Hannah and Olivia about how they were paddleboarding outside of my house on season 11. Tweet them about it. They were still fat at the time. It's you. It's you. It's in your head. And I'm telling you right now, it's a choice. You got to make a different choice. And until you do, I cannot help you. Okay. So I'm going to sign you up with a membership to JillianMichaels.com. I suggest you reach out to those three girls that I just mentioned because they're great. They've walked in your shoes. But you need to think about what I said and you need to take up those behaviors and those attitudes. And I guarantee you that when you do, it will make a difference. Okay. She's not convinced. <laughs> She's almost convinced. She's not. She's going to have to do this until she gets convinced. Spend a month on JillianMichaels.com. Call me back and tell me how you feel. And the next time you go to binge, get on the message boards. All right? That's what okay. I, That's Thank your you number one much. job. Do that. Okay, I will. All right. Get, we'll get her. Yeah, Samantha, okay. I'll call you back. Okay. Thanks. Okay. All right. Bye. <sighs> She's tough, boy. She's tough because she doesn't believe anything I'm saying. And the only way to make her believe something, a girl like that, to believe in what I'm saying, to believe in her ability to do these things, is to force her into an accomplishment. You know who that girl is? She's the girl that I scream at on Biggest Loser as loud as I can. She's the one that's on the treadmill. I can't do it. She's that girl. And she's the one that I'm like, shut up. I swear to God, I'll throw you out of this house. I will friggin' break both your legs. I don't give a crap if you live or die. She's that girl. You know why? Because then that girl ends up running for the mile on the treadmill. And then she's left with the, oh, my God, I ran a mile. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like she sees the light. The glass is half full and she's experienced a reality where she can, where she has, where she is capable. She's that girl. And it's real hard to help that girl over the phone because mm-hmm. I can't yell her into an accomplishment over the phone. I, I've never heard I've never heard you say that to, to force someone into an accomplishment. Like, that's, that's, I have to wrap my head around that. That's interesting. I'll give you an example. So there was a contestant on season... My God, they all blend together. I think it was eight. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Shay. She was like 500 pounds. Rough life, this kid. Um, mother was a heroin addict. She used to turn tricks for drugs when, and Shay was in locker in the closet. I mean, mm. tough life. This is why when people tell me their kids would watch that show, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> like, it's not really a kid's show, but okay. Um, so... It's day one. She's 500 pounds. And I'm trying to get her to climb on this thing called the Jacob's Ladder. It's this cardio piece of equipment. It's like a a ladder that you climb. Uh, I was trying to get her to do it, I think, for either 20 or 30 seconds. I can't remember. And she just kept sliding down the ladder and just sobbing and just, you know, unraveling in this just pool of devastation. And I can't do this. And I tried everything. You know, I tried all the, the positive things at first. And then... I was like, okay, this is make or break, right? Because they're going to get sick of this, the other contestants. And she's, you know, I'm not going to be able to get her to to do anything I tell her to do because she just doesn't think she can. She's like, I can't do That was her story. The, I can't do it. I'm not capable. Right. I'm 500 pounds. So I got to the point with her where, I mean, I gra- this was so controversial. I grabbed her shirt, literally grabbed her shirt with both hands got about an inch from her face and started screaming at the top of my lungs. I was like, you either get on that effing ladder or get the F out of here. I don't give a crap. Don't waste my effing time. I mean, at the top of my lungs. And what I was doing is using her survival mechanism to circumvent Mm. or short circuit the story of who she is and what she can or can't do. So number one, she really does not want to go home. So if she's thinking, okay, Jillian's going to throw me out of here. Oh my God. Which is the last thing she wants. Right. 
And she's so overwhelmed by the intensity with which I'm coming at her. You know how they say when you're scared, you've got all that adrenaline going, like a mom can lift a car off a baby. Mm -hmm. So it's like I kind of whip them into this frenzy and I get her on the Jacob's ladder. And sure enough, she did the ladder for 30 seconds after an hour of trying to get her to do it. And I was like, okay, great. Was that so hard? After all, and she was like, I can't remember what she said. She may have said yes. She may have said no. I don't remember. And I was like, well, guess what happens now? And she's like, I have to do it again. And I was like, yeah, you got to do it again. And she did it like five more times. Then I showed up the next day and she's like, guess what I did? I did the ladder for five minutes last night. So the thing is, once she realized that she actually could do it, she physically could do it. She was capable of doing it, that that story she played out in her head was, in fact, not true. It opened up a whole realm of possibility for her. And she began to buy into, I can go to the beach and take my cover up off. I can run half of a mile, you know, at at 5.0 today. I can work out for two hours because she was seeing these accomplishments. So she was able to believe in them. But until you give somebody a reality that they can experience where they're successful, they're not going to believe in it. So that's that's why you knew that she's just not going to believe it. She doesn't have anything to buy into. She doesn't believe she can lose the weight because there is no achievement to buy into. Does that make any sense? Yes, yes it does. She hasn't experienced weight loss. She hasn't experienced an incredible accomplishment on the treadmill in the gym. She hasn't experienced that reality. So she doesn't believe in it. Because it's nothing she's, it's like, you can't, it's very difficult to ask somebody to believe something that seems like a fantasy, that seems so out of their reach. But when they have these little accomplishments, it's something real. Five pounds, I lost five pounds. Holy cow, what else can I do? I worked out for two hours. Oh my God, I never thought I could do that. What else could I do? That was always the success behind The Biggest Loser was they had these accomplishments in the gym And it allowed them to open up to infinite possibility in all aspects. It built their strength physically, but it also built their confidence emotionally, psychologically. The gym was just a tool to accelerate that kind of progress. And the screaming was just to get the ones that were resistant over the hump. If that makes any sense. Well, you use you use the word it it kicks them into their survival mechanism. Yeah, and that you're right. when someone's yelling, it just you don't stop to think what you can or can't do. Right, it's flight you're or afraid. You're fight. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Exactly. It came. I think I got that most from when I was. Um, oh my god, how old? I don't even remember. Maybe I was thirteen. I might have been fourteen. And uh, I was in martial arts, and my karate teacher was kicking me in the stomach. And he had kicked me into the corner and knocked the wind out of me. And I couldn't breathe. You know, I got the wind knocked out of me. If you've ever had the wind knocked out of you, you literally... <gasps> freaky. You can't... <clears throat> Just in simulating it, I've <laughs> I've knocked myself out. <laughs> you can't breathe. And you feel like your lungs are going to collapse. And so I was like, well, surely he's going to stop kicking me, right? I mean, I can't, <laughs> sure, sure, can't breathe. Surely this man... Surely he's not, you know, surely we're going to call the point and we're going to stop because I cannot effing breathe. And I started to cry. Right. And he was like, granted, the man was a little, you know, off. But he was like, <laughs> nevertheless, it was an incredible lesson. He was like, um, you know, I'm going to kick you until you fight your way out of the corner. And he's like, you can keep crying, but I'm not going to stop kicking you. And I I don't know how many times he kicked me. I know I got drilled at least four or five times. And they got harder each time. And finally, I was like, if I don't get out of this corner, he's going to kill me here. And I fought my way out of the corner. And then all of a sudden, I realized at that point that I could fight my way out of anything that I was not just going to crumble when I got hit, that I could pull myself together, that I was strong enough to, to get out of that corner. And I never got intimidated again when I would get hit or when I would get shoved in the corner because I knew that I could get out of it. I knew I had the strength to fight my way out of it. And I think that was really where, I think that was really the birth of that technique is he just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> 
and you, I found and, my way out of the corner. And you use the word short circuit. It's short circuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The story, the dialogue that we plan our head of who we are and what we can and can't do. And, you know, because we all have that. No, I'm this girl. I'm not that girl. I'm the girl that. This is who I, this is what I do. This is who I am. I'm the lazy one. I've always been. There's no such thing as lazy. Lazy is not real. You might, it might be a symptom of something where you've become apathetic. You're feeling hopeless. You're feeling helpless, but you're not lazy. Do you know all the contestants? I'm just lazy. Oh, okay. These are people that ended up losing 100 pounds in a matter of weeks slash months that would work out for six to eight hours a day. That's not a lazy person. Just a, you know, that's just was their story. Yeah. That and other things. Anyway, that girl, I wish I could beat the crap out of her. It would help. I think you did a pretty good job on the phone. <laughs> no, because she doesn't have anything, you know? No, I So know it's like, saying. there's nothing, we weren't left with anything. She's not, what I'm hoping she'll do is get on those message boards, because... And get chatting to... As at yeah. least having that support to turn to instead of the food, that could help. And then maybe in finding that she's worthy of being supported, she'll start to develop a little self-esteem that'll make that'll make her feel confident enough to then go to the beach and take her top off and see that no one's on her top but her cover up. Yeah, and yeah. you know, but it's it's tough. She's she's the kind of girl that you need in the gym, yeah, and it ain't gonna happen. I, I don't think she'd be a, a one session either. Oh well. What time? Hang on a second. What time? Oh, are we way over? Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. Is it hickory stick time? It's, it's hickory. Here. Hickory Here. stick time. All right. Yeah, we gotta uh, go. Okay, so I just wanted to say, because people are always asking me, like, they don't know how they can call in. So to call in and oh, leave yeah. us questions, dial 888-950-6611, and we will get back to you. So if you have questions for us on the podcast, call that number or just follow me on Twitter or Facebook to find out when the podcasts are up and when they're recording. 888-950-950. Uh-oh. Six six one one. Six six one one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now. Now. You can go now. I can go now. You can go. All right. Good. I'm gonna stay. <laughs> now that she's gone, I wanted to tell you guys. So, so <laughs> You're such a jerk. All right. Now goodbye. That she's gone, goodbye. Jeez. Getting born in the state of Mississippi. Papa was a copper and the mama was a hippie. In Alabama, she was swinging a hammer. Price you gotta pay when you break the panorama. She never knew that there was anything more than gold. What in the world does your company take me for? Black bandana, sweet Louisiana. Robbing on a bank in the state of Indiana. She's a runner, rebel. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger schleichinger i've been friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>